scriptures in the bulletin. I forgot to change those ones. And um, part of it, a couple reasons. One, I forgot. Uh, second of all, I wasn't sure what I was going to preach. I had another message I was wanting to preach today. Of course, two weeks ago, or last week was Father's Day. I did a message along those lines. Uh, the week before, um, I did. we did the message on the tongue. And I was going to um, introduce you all to one of the worst villains, I believe, when it comes to the gospel and stuff. And it's probably not who you think it is. Uh, but I might do that one tonight or I might save it for next week. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, I was pretty disgusted this week by our country. Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. Friday, uh, you know, I, do, I was doing estimates on Friday, so I'm driving all over the place. And so I'm listening to the radio the whole day. That was... A terrible thing to do. Okay, that was a terrible. I know I was listening to all conservative talk show people, but it was still terrible. And I 
just got bombarded with all that news and was just, I was getting mad, all right? I hope you all don't mind if I'm just honest with you for a little bit. But, you know, it, it was really bothering me. I, I cannot believe our country is where it is at today. I mean, it seems like it's happened so fast. And it seems like the whole mind, the mindset is just changing. And you know, I, I'm not trying to get all you know conspiracy theorists on you here, but you know, I, I don't believe our country is this way. I talk to lost people at work, and they talk about how they feel about a lot of the stuff going on in this country, and they're not for it one bit. They're disgusted by it. I know lost people that are sickened by what's going on in our country. I don't know how the elections are turning out like they're turning out. I, I, I don't get it. It's just crazy. I, I, I'm having trouble accepting that we are just this far gone. And when you just see the way our culture is just rotting away to just to nothing, it can get a little discouraging. It can weigh on you a little bit. And you know, and I'm just gonna be honest with you. You know, Friday listening to the radio all day, uh, it got me in a pretty bad frame of mind. And then, of course. I come here and like on the home page on the internet, you know, it's got like all these news stories and things that, that come up. And every one of them made me sick. Everything. It's, I mean, I, I saw there was a picture right there on the home page of the White House with all those with those rainbow colored lights that, you know, symbolizes that LGBT community. And I just. On the White House, I, it just oh, it made it, it, it made me sick. And then it's like all the stories, it was all about that, or it was stuff about Bruce Jenner. And I was like, is that all that is going on in this country? All the stuff in the news, just stuff about perverts and weirdos and our leaders accepting this stuff. I just, I'm just going to be honest, it got to me a little bit. And it was, it was bothering me. And you know, I thought the Holy Spirit convicted me with this verse of Scripture. And I want you all to look at this. I want you to look at this today. Because, you know, part of the, I, I, did, I did a lot of this to myself. I should not have listened to the radio all day on Friday. That was a bad idea. I should not have done that. And, you know, I found myself getting worried. Because while they were all saying that, hey, this isn't an assault on religious liberty, you know, churches, you know, people, they can still have their beliefs, I do not believe it's going to stop right here. I heard some of these people, they were saying, you know, we still have more work to do. And I'm thinking, how? What do you have to work on? Y'all are allowed to get married now. You're allowed to adopt kids. You're allowed to, you know, live amongst normal society. I mean, what more could you possibly want? And you know what? They want people who think against that type of lifestyle no longer thinking that way. Well, that's going to be real hard with people preaching out of the Bible and with Bibles all over the place. That's going to be very hard. And that they're gonna they're gonna come for that eventually, and you know the other thing that was big in the news this week, and so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to go off the deep end or nothing here, but you know both Supreme Court rulings with the gay marriage and with the Obamacare thing, both of them were specifically going against states' rights, weren't they? That's what it was all about, because certain states had banned it. Nope, states can't do that. Same thing with the Obamacare. It had to do with individual states that didn't want to have part in it. They went against states' rights. And you know what? Listen, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I am not a racist one bit. But let me tell you something. 
to me, I don't think it's a coincidence that we have had this huge assault recently on the Confederate flag, which to many people represents states' rights. I know they try to say it's a symbol of racism, and to some people it is. There are some goofballs out there that have you know, went and corrupted. They, they corrupt symbols. They corrupt, corrupt movements and things, and they, and they ruin it. But for many people, it symbolizes states' rights. And notice the big attack that has been on that and focus on that at the same time, too, when our Supreme Court is basically saying states have no rights. I don't think that's a coincidence. And I've said all this stuff really probably discouraging you and getting you all down. Uh, and maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that, especially after reading this passage. But listen, uh, I've been thinking a lot about this stuff this week. And you know what? That's not really good. And I'm not telling you in this message today to go bury your head in the sand and ignore what's going on in the world. But I am going to tell you as Christians today, I do think it's very clear in the Scriptures what we're supposed to do, but it's going to take a little bit of faith. And what I'm going to tell you today is easier said than done. But we need to do it. And it's going to be hard in this day and age. But Philippians 4.6 says, Be careful for nothing. To be careful for something means to be worried about. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Alright, think on these things. And that's what I want to talk to you today about is thinking on these things that were just mentioned, things that are true, honest, pure, lovely, of good report. Now let me ask you, when do you ever hear any of those things talked about on the news? You never do. It's always the opposite. That's all they talk about. And even even if you uh, a lot of people today they think, you know, they're you know, they, they think they're in the know and they think they're informed because, well, I listen to Fox News and they're the conservative ones. Man, that, they're just as corrupt as all the rest of them, okay? Just because they're a little nicer to Republicans doesn't mean they're conservatives, all right? They were all praising Bruce Jenner when he did what he did. And they, I mean, they all made a big deal and been just congratulating all these, you know, homo rights people and stuff. You know, the talk, the conservative talk show hosts and all that, they don't talk about this stuff. When was the last time they, you know, they talk about a politician that told the truth. When's that a news story? You know, whenever it is a news story, when a politician tells the truth, it's always making him look bad. Okay, my favorite congressman that I know almost nothing about is—I don't even know if he's a congressman anymore—was Congressman Joe Wilson. You know why? During Obama's State of the Union, he was the one that yelled, "You lie!" and everybody got mad at him. I was like, something true was spoken from the halls of Congress, <laughs> and I loved that. I mean, I and. Of course, he was being ridiculed. That's why he was on the news. But I loved it. I thought it was great. But we don't, they don't talk about that. They don't talk about honest stuff. They don't talk about things that are pure. Okay? We talk about the perverts, the corruption, the scandals, you know, the, the Dennis Hastert stuff that's been in the news. A guy from here in Illinois, just a disgusting, horrible story that is. I hope it's not true, but uh, it's looking like it could be. I mean, just it, it makes you want to throw up. And that's all you hear about on the news. Whatsoever things are lovely. When was the last time they just did a news story about a beautiful place on this planet? It's always about places we're ruining, about how our planet's falling apart, and you know we're all going to die. That's all 
It is. And we watch that stuff all the time. It's on the TVs all the time. It's in the newspapers. We listen to it on the radio. And we wonder why we're all losing our minds. We wonder why we're all going crazy. We all wonder why we all need medicated up. We all wonder why we're in bad moods all the time. It's because we're not thinking about the things that the Bible tells us we ought to be thinking about. We don't do that. And many times we use the excuse, well, you know, we need to be informed. We need to know what's going on in the world. You know, preachers, I've heard a couple of preachers just recently in the past uh, couple of weeks refer to themselves as news junkies. And, you know, they, they, they like to know the news and I want to stay informed. But, you know, I, I watch Fox News, not CNN. It's like, you're still going to be messed up if you do that all the time. And listen, I'm, I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to anybody today, okay? I, I watch too much news. I, I'll admit it. I need to go on a diet of that bad because it's, it's, really, it's really been bothering me. But I want us to look at, let's look at some of these things that God told us to think about. And then I, and I want ask yourself, have I been thinking about these things? And when we look at these passages too, about these specific things that God told us to think about, it's like people think, no, I can't do that. I have to stay informed. I don't want to bury my head in the sand. But I'll, I'm going to show you in these Scriptures where us doing that, we're not burying our head in the sand. We're actually doing what we need to do that actually could make a difference. Because, I mean, really, the stuff that we are watching in the news, what can we really do to help it? I mean, do we really think we're going to help? You know, if you really feel that burden to make a difference in Washington, well, maybe you need to go run for office. Okay? But we feel like it's our duty to sit around and let our worry be the thing that keeps the country from falling apart. I mean, do you really think us sitting around watching the news, informing ourselves, making ourselves ill is going to help anything? It's, it's not. The Bible said be careful for nothing. Well, you know, the Apostle Paul, he didn't know, you know what it was going to be like. You know, the Lord didn't know what it was going to be like in 2015. We've got plenty to be careful for right now. No, he, he knows what's going on. Let's look at some verses. Go to John chapter 17 and verse 14. John 17 verse 14. Says, I have, Jesus is speaking here. Jesus is praying. And He's praying for us. And He says, I have given them Thy Word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. The Lord didn't know how bad the world was going to hate us right now. Yeah, He did. They hated them back then. They've always hated Christians. They've always hated God's people. He knew that. He was well aware of that. He, Jesus prayed about it. And verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but thou shouldst keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. What's one of the things we're supposed to think on? Whatsoever things are true. And you hear all these passages here. He said, sanctify them through thy truth. And he specifies, you know, thy word is truth. Folks, if we are going to keep our sanity in this messed up world we live in today, we've got to keep our noses in the Bible. Okay? And I know we preach about reading your Bible all the time. And I'm not just saying it because it's just an obvious thing. It's an easy thing to preach on. But you have to get your nose in the truth. We are being lied to in every angle, all over the place. And... We are not going to be able to handle that if we don't stay connected to the truth. 
If we are not in the Word of God, it's how we can see through all that. There's a reason that years ago they tried to get the Bible out of the public schools. There's a reason they want to keep the Ten Commandments out of public places. There's a reason they're doing all they can to keep the Bible away from us, corrupting the Bible, because it is truth. And there is no way they can cram these kind of things down society's throat that noses are in the Bible. That know what the Bible says. They can't do it. It, it, it exposes everything. It reveals truth. And I don't believe it's a coincidence that when our society is more ignorant than it ever has been concerning the Scriptures, all this kind of stuff is happening in our country. And listen, it's not just lost people. Even many Christian people don't know their Bibles at all. And even churches today are accepting this junk that's going on in the world and it's because they are not reading their Bibles. Preachers are getting up and they're lying to the people and the people don't know it because they don't read their Bibles. They're not thinking about truth. And... You, the Bible says these are the things we need to think on. We need to think on truth. And, the, and the, here's the truth. If you're watching the news all the time, I mean, do you really think that most of what you're getting on the news is truth? Okay, We know it's all lies, don't we? We all complain about it all the time, but we watch it all the time. And then we think about those lies. When we're supposed to be thinking about truth. And if we would think about truth, then we wouldn't be confused by that stuff. And if we're thinking about truth, okay, we're not going to be worried if we're if we're our focus is on what the truth says and we think about passages like John chapter 17 and think about the fact that you know what? Jesus mentioned that the world hated us. Jesus prayed that we would be kept from evil. Then if we're thinking about that, we're going to realize, you know, as messed up as this world's getting, the Lord's with us. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Jesus Christ himself prayed for our protection. He can protect us. You know, maybe you know, we we know from the scriptures it's all gonna get a lot worse before Christ returns. So, you know, maybe maybe the Lord is still in control. May, you know, and you know, here's the thing too. I put this message together yesterday and I left here. I went to go make a visit, and you know what I did? I turned on the news on the radio. Just by habit, I turned on the news. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I turned it off. And I, and I started the CD that was in my CD player. And you know, it was, it was an Epley CD. And you know what song was playing? He's still on the throne. And I listened to that song. And you know what? We need to hear stuff like that. Like he's still on the throne. He talked about and sung about instead of Obama's on the throne. You know, because you know he's not okay. God is on the throne. You know the heart of the king is in the hand of God. If we would get right as a country, if God's people would pray and humble themselves and seek His face, God could change His heart. He could change these things. It's God that's in control. He is the one on the throne, not Obama. But we're not thinking about God. We're thinking about Obama. We're thinking about who we might get next. You know, and that, that can, that's pretty scary to think about when you look at look at who's trying. It's a scary thought. I'm telling you, we've got to think about truth, and we're not burying our head in the sand. You look at that passage where Jesus is praying and saying, "Sanctify them through Thy truth." He, we have to have truth if we are going to make it through this society. Those are the things we've got to be thinking on, not thinking on the lies. And if we're watching it all the time, good luck with that. Good luck. I'm not telling you you never can watch the news. You can't pay attention to anything going on. You can never read the newspaper. But you know what? I think for every 
you know, ten minutes you spend reading the newspaper, you probably better spend an hour reading your Bible. Let's see how much you, you know you do then. I mean, you really, I mean, what we're up against is really something. And you know, you think about people these days going to church for an hour, two hours a week, and then watching the news for ten hours. How are we supposed to compete with that? Okay, you're not going to get enough just from the services here. You need to be reading your Bible and focusing on truth. So whatsoever things are true, then whatsoever things are honest. Go to First Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two and verse nine. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. Because you know, honestly, I was so I was so fired up, I was so fed up with this all this stuff, with the Confederate flag thing, with with uh, uh, Obamacare, with the Supreme Court, and like you know, you know. I'm just going to be honest with you. I was asking myself the question, you know, what does the American flag represent anymore? Because I, I love the American flag. I love our history and what it represents. And I'm like, but you know what? Now, it's all being waved. And, it, and to a lot of places, it's a symbol of, you know, the just perversion in this country. We're making ourselves look bad to the world. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking about going back to the 13-star flag like they had in the Revolutionary War period, because uh, at least, you know, I, I like, because that's when I think of the American flag and our history, that's what I think of. People who love liberty, people who love freedom, people who love the Lord, who love the Bible, who founded this nation as a Christian country. I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking about getting one of those and hanging out, flying out of my house, and because it's a 13, too, number 13, sign of rebellion. And uh, <laughs> I think, you know, but I don't know. You know, and the stars and bars, 13 stars on that too. I don't know. And sometimes we need to rebel. And if you don't think so, go read the Declaration of Independence. And they were rebelling against tyranny, against wickedness. But I'm not ready to start a revolution yet. But if you do, let me know. I might join you. But anyway, First Peter 2.9, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. Okay? Now, I understand we all are Americans here today, and I'm glad I live in America. As goofed up as this country is, I can't think of any place I'd want to move to. But the thing that we need to think about is the fact that we are a holy nation now. We're a nation of believers. The, the nation that we're looking for is that New Jerusalem, that, that heavenly country like Abraham was looking for. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're thinking about. That's what we are. That's what we are a member of. And he said that ye would show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. That whereas they speak evil against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. And what I believe that means there, when Christ returns in the clouds and every eye sees Him, and they see us, caught up in the sky, they will know then that the Lord had given them a chance that there were some witnesses. That somebody was there that told them the truth. One day it's going to be revealed who the true believers are. One day every eye is going to see Him. They're going to see us caught up in the clouds be with the Lord in the air. And they will remember the things we told them. And you see in this passage, God is telling us 
as strangers and pilgrims that He wants us to shine as lights. And He wants us to have an honest conversation among the Gentiles. And so while, yes, our country seems to be going to the dogs, this is our opportunity to shine as lights, the Bible says. To show a difference. To make a difference. God wants us here for that reason. Then He says in verse 13, "...submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake." whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. And you see all these things in this passage. He's saying they are going to speak against you as evildoers. They are going to look at us like the enemy. And God said, while that's going on, you shine as lights. You do the right thing. You follow their ordinances. You go along with their laws even though you're free. Okay, I know our country might be enslaving us and having us in bondage, but in Christ, we are free people. We have liberty in Christ. We can have that even in an enslaved country. We can still be free and we are supposed to shine as lights among them. We've got to set an example. We've got to be a witness. Yeah, things are going bad, and a lot of times as Christians, we feel like we're, you know, we're, you know, be, we're in their crosshairs that they're out to get us. And yes, in a sense, that may be true. But understand, that is exactly where God wants us right now. He wants us here. He wants us to shine as lights. He wants us to proclaim the truth, to be an example. We're going to follow. We're, we're going to follow the rules. We're going to follow their laws unless they specifically violate the commandments of God, we're going to go along. We'll, we'll go along. We'll pay their taxes. We'll pay their fees. We'll you know, pay for Obamacare. We'll do all that stuff while they tell us to do that, even if we shouldn't have to, because we're free. Jesus Christ, when He was on earth, He was the Son of God. He was the Creator of the world. He, he shouldn't have been taxed. But you know what? He paid His taxes, didn't He? He paid His We're going to do that stuff. And we're going to shine as lights. We're going to have a conversation honest among the Gentiles. And we need to think about those things. Those are the things we ought to talk about. Hey, what can we do to set a good example? You know, what can we do to make sure everything we do, you know, it's, it's all above board. And what can we do to have, have a good testimony? Because we know what they're saying about us out there. And a lot of times it's like we almost prove them right in our behavior. But we've got to, we've got to prove them wrong. We've got to show. We got to set that example like Jesus Christ did. And one thing they shouldn't be able to they should be able to say about us is, you know, we're honest. You know, not have your conversation honest among the Gentiles. Those are the kind of things we ought to think about. We ought to think about those things. Whatsoever things are pure. First John chapter three, verse one says. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And every man that hath this hope in Him purifieth himself, even as He is pure. You know, most Christians today... In most churches today, it's like they're figuring out how they can be as much like the world as possible. You know, churches are getting so worldly today. There is so little difference between the saved and lost, even in churches today. And according to the Bible, 
We're supposed to be purifying ourselves even as He is pure. You know, and why do we have to focus and copy on all the weirdos out there in the music industry, the weirdos in Hollywood? Why do, why do we focus on those things? I mean, just you know, the, the perversion that's out there. We focus, everyone focuses on that. They try to be like that. When as Christians, we're supposed to be thinking on things that are pure. Well, what's more pure than Jesus Christ? What's more pure than the Word of God? The words of the Lord are pure words. Pure words. If we would focus on those things, and then maybe we would start purifying ourselves. Trying to be like Christ. Instead of trying to be like the world, but maybe slightly better, trying to be like Christ, maybe we would shine as lights a little bit better. But you know, you don't hear a lot of that. Preaching on purity, preaching on you know having standards and uh, being being different than the world. It's not popular stuff. But let me tell you, it's called it's called purifying ourselves. Holy living. That's not popular preaching. Consecration. People don't like hearing about that stuff. But God told us we need to think about those things. We need to think about things that are pure. But yet. What do people? What do we hear about? We hear just about all the scandals on the news all the time. People watch all these television programs with all the immorality and just scandalous things that are going on, and we think that that's what life is. You know, one of the biggest things I think that hurt us in this whole debate over gay marriage is people on the right side were always talking about the sanctity of marriage, but yet look at the way heterosexual people treat marriage. Well, we don't. We haven't really set a good example for it, have we? Even amongst Christians, we haven't set a really good example for it. And I think part of the thing that's hurt that is our lack of purity in that area. And why we don't think about it? We don't talk about it. It's not. It's not interesting. When was the last time you saw on the news? Hey, big news story. You know, politician and his wife been married, had celebrated 60th wedding anniversary. Nobody wants to talk about that. We all want to hear about the one that cheated. We want to, that's, the, that's what they talk about. That we only, They only think about the things that are impure. And God told us to think about the things that are pure. And if we have that hope, we know that at His appearing, it says, at His appearing, we'll be like Him. When Jesus Christ returns, the Bible says we're, every eye will see Him. And those of us who are saved, we are going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, we are going to change. We are going to come into the likeness of Christ. And if we have that hope, we're going to purify ourselves. And if we believe the Bible and we see that the world is going to be in a very bad state when Christ comes, wouldn't the wickedness that's going on in this world make us want to be even more pure? Wouldn't it motivate us to be even more like Christ as we see the day approaching? Wouldn't we get more excited? Shouldn't we get more excited as we see the world getting more and more corrupt? Shouldn't shouldn't that motivate us to want to become more and more pure, to become more and more like Christ? But you know what? It seems like it does the opposite with God's people. You know why? Because we're not thinking straight. We're not thinking about things that are pure. We are thinking about the impure, and it. I said it's hard. You're not going to be able to think on these things that we're talking about watching the television set. It's not going to come across. 
the TV set. You're not gonna you're not gonna think on these things listening to the radio. It's not gonna come across the radio. So whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Psalm chapter nineteen. Psalm chapter nineteen. I'm not I'm not gonna take time to read the whole thing. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech. Night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Now think, think about this. And then it goes on and it talks about the law of the Lord. It talks about the Word of God. It talks about how perfect it is. It's more to be desired than gold. It's sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. I mean, it's just a beautiful passage of Scripture talking about the beauty of creation. Talking about the, just the wonder of the Word of God and the law of God. Things that are lovely. You know, when was the last time we shut the news off and maybe took a walk and enjoyed nature? Now, I'm not talking about taking a walk through town where you get to walk through at all the half dressed, yelling, screaming, cussing people. You know, no. I mean, go out somewhere and enjoy nature. You know, one of my favorite things to do that I have not done yet this summer that I am determined to do this week because I'm, you know, I'm trying to think on these things. I like going out of my kayak and just going out in the river and it's just beautiful out there. You go places where only boats go and sometimes you're the only one out there. You don't even, you don't see any people and you know there is a lot of beautiful places not just in this world, not even just in this country, even in this state. There are some beautiful places that you can go. We like going and just driving out the the drive to Galena from here. I think it's a beautiful drive. I just I love going out there and just driving and enjoying this beautiful world that God has given us. We don't focus on the things that are lovely. We don't enjoy the outdoors anymore. We're too busy watching TV, too busy on our cell phones, on our computer computers, filling our head with trash and bad news and things that are opposite of what we're supposed to think on. If we're going to think on things that are lovely, we need to look at things that are lovely. Well, I'll, I'll look at all the places in the earth on Google Earth. You know. Now, that doesn't count. You need to go and experience it. You need, you need to see it for yourself. I mean, go on, take a vacation somewhere that's beautiful and just go there and look at it. Stare at a mountain. You know, stare at an ocean. Go fishing. You know, go on, just go on a hike in the woods. There are some beautiful places that where you could, and you know, you, when you get get in some of those places too, it, you do you, you don't you forget about the problems of the world. In our culture today, we do not do that kind of stuff. We don't do it. Our whole lives are just in looking at backlit screens that's just full of bad news. And God said, whatsoever things are lovely, think about those things. And there are beautiful places. You know, go there. Take some time you know, to go on a walk. You know, go ride your bike on the canal. Go, I mean, there, there's, there's places around here that you can go and enjoy some of the beauty of this earth and just really relax, clear your head. We need, we need that today more than ever. God told us to do that. I'm not. I'm not telling us to go live in a rock. Go live. You know, live in a cave. You know, that's. But we need to think. We need to think about the right things. And then finally, whatsoever things are of good report. Second Corinthians chapter nine verse one says, "For as touching 
the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you, for I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Okay, he's talking about this church. They had taken a collection for the saints. They were they were zealous. They were doing good, and the good that they were doing, other people heard about it, and it made them go do good too. They heard what that church was doing for God, and they're like, you know what? We can do that too. The good that they were doing motivated others to do good too. Uh, Proverbs 15, verse 30 says, The light of the eyes rejoiceth the heart, and a good report maketh the bones fat. You hear that? I mean, it, it makes them healthy, it makes them strong. A good report, good news. Okay? When do you hear good news on the news? I mean, when was the last time it has got, and there was this good news and you were happy? It, it, it doesn't happen. I, I, was, I was anxiously awaiting. I was, I was in my car. They said at 9 o'clock they were going to be making the announcements. I was driving. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And finally they come out and announce it. And just, just knock the wind out of me. And, but listen, folks. There's good news out there. There are people that are living for the Lord that are doing right. There are churches that are out there that are serving God. They're winning people to Christ. They're growing. They're preaching the truth. There are places, there are good reports out there, but you're not going to hear about it on the news. You're not going to hear about it on the radio. There, but we need to think about those good reports. And you know, I know myself. Well, where are we going to find them? You know, where can we find good news? Hey, it's out there, but we're not. We're just not looking for it. It's a problem. And you know what? Why don't we try to be the one that there's a good report on? Why don't we do the right thing? Why don't we obey God? Why don't we be the one that provoke the church that provokes other churches to do the same thing? That's one of my goals here at Liberty Baptist Church. I believe that if we stay true to God's plan, if we stick to what God wants us to do and we do right and our church grows and thrives, I believe other churches will pick up on it. Like, you know what? Maybe that kind of preaching works. Maybe we should start preaching on sin. Maybe we should get us a King James Bible. Maybe we should start singing the old hymns. I believe others will do it. Right here in town, not to mention just other churches around. You know, people that know, you know, other uh, pastors that know me that are being tempted like everybody else to go liberal. They hear it works here. It will provoke others to do right. And we need to think about those good reports. And you know what? Let's be the good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. What, a, what does our thought life consist of? What are we thinking about? What are our focuses on? And I'm just going to tell you today that if you're, if you're watching a lot of news, if you're a news junkie, you're going to struggle thinking about these things. You're going to have to make an effort to do it. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to ignore some stuff. You're gonna have you're gonna have to shut the television off. You're gonna have to I mean do whatever you have to do because I'm telling you too much of this it'll mess you up and eventually you're gonna you might end up doing like a lot of people and say you know what if you can't beat them join them and listen I get as excited as anybody about the return of Christ I I, I mean I I hope he comes back soon but boy it could be a long way off we read in Sunday school in Hebrews how it was referring to then as the last days. It was 2,000 years ago. How long is the last day going to last? I don't know. It might, it might last a long time. We might not make it to the rapture. We might die of old age before that day comes. 
So in the meantime, maybe we better just do what God said to do and think on these things. Maybe I need to hit the altar right now. <laughs> I, I know I need this as much as I need this as much as anybody, but I don't believe you're burying your head in the sand if you do that. So, you know, if, if there's news that you need to know, it'll get out. It'll, it'll get to you. Trust me. I mean, you, you got to run from bad news these days. You got to run from it. Literally, you will. You'll you'll still be informed. You'll be okay. And, and here's the thing too: if we would think on these things like we're supposed to, a lot of this involves being an example, shining as a light, maybe we would get back in the business of winning people to Christ, which would change their hearts, change their minds, change their votes, change... You know, what if some of these politicians got saved? Uh, they're, they're too corrupt. They're too dirty there. Well, what if they'd have gotten saved before? <laughs> I don't know. What if we're, we're supposed to be in the business of winning people to Christ and setting that example... And we've got to shine as lights. And in, in these passages we looked at, it was very clear things weren't good then either. And God told us to do all of them. And I don't think there's an exception now because we are in 2015 and things are worse than ever. I, things might be worse than ever in this country. And I don't even know if that's true, but it's definitely most of the world. It either is a lot worse or it has been a lot worse than it is here. And so maybe, maybe if we thought about some of these things that we were supposed to think about, we would have a better attitude. So with that, I want us all to stand together right now with our heads bowed, eyes closed.